Organizing the longer talk. No sane man would start to build a house without some sort of plan. But why will he begin to deliver a talk without the vaguest notion of what he wishes to accomplish? A talk is a voyage with a purpose, and it must be charted. The man who starts nowhere generally gets there. I wish that I could paint this saying of Napoleon's in flaming letters of red a foot high over every doorway of the globe where students of effective speaking foregather. The art of war is a science in which nothing succeeds, which has not been calculated and thought out. That is just as true of speaking as of shooting, but do speakers realize it? Or if they do, do they always act on it? They do not. Many a talk has just a trifle more planned and arrangement than a bowl of Irish stew. What is the best and most effective arrangement for a given set of ideas? No one can say until he has studied them. It is always a new problem, an eternal question that every speaker must ask and answer himself again and again. No infallible rules can be given, but we can, at any rate, indicate the three major phases of the longer talk to get action. The attention step, the body, and conclusion. For each, there are some time-tested methods of developing each phase. First, get attention immediately. I once asked Dr. Lynn Harold Ho, formerly president of Northwestern University, what was the most important fact his long experience as a speaker has taught him. After pondering a moment, he replied, To get an, an arresting opening, something that will seize favorable attention immediately. Dr. Ho struck at the heart of the matter of all persuasive speaking. How to get the audience tuned in right from the speaker's first words. Here are some methods which, if applied, will give high attention value to your opening phrases. Begin your talk with an incident. Example. Lowell Thomas, who has made a worldwide reputation as a news analyst, lecturer, and motion picture producer, began a talk on Lawrence of Arabia with this statement. I was going down Christian Street in Jerusalem one day when I met a man clad in the gorgeous robes of an oriental potentate. At his side hung the curved gold sword worn only by the descendants of the Prophet Muhammad. And he was off, off with a story from his experience. That is what hooks attention. That kind of opening is almost foolproof. It can hardly fail. It moves, it marches. We follow because we identify ourselves as part of a situation and we want to know what is going to happen. I know of no more compelling method of opening a talk than by the use of a story. One of my own talks, which I have given many times, begins with these words. Just after I had finished college, I was walking one night down a street in Huron, South Dakota, and I saw a man standing on a box talking to a crowd of people. I was curious, so I became part of the group listening to him. Do you know, the speaker was saying, that you never see a bald-headed Indian or 
sure you never see a bald-headed woman, do you? Now, I'm going to tell you why. No stalling, no warm-up statements. By launching directly into an incident, you can make it easy to capture an audience's attention. A speaker who begins a talk with a story from his experience is on safe ground, for there is no groping for words, no loss of ideas. The experience he is relating is his, a recreation, as it were, of part of his life, the very fiber of his being. The result? A self-assured, relaxed manner which will help a speaker establish himself on a friendly basis with an audience.